the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Fingers. What's the answer? Oh, you're another one of those bright young fellows who always know the right answer. That, uh, welcome to real life. How many do you see? There are four fingers, aren't there? No, no, no. Look at me. You're focusing on the problem. If you focus on the problem, you can't see the solution. Never focus on the problem. Look at me. How many do you see? Look beyond the fingers. How many do you see? Eight. Eight. (laughs) Eight. Yes, yes. Eight's a good answer. See what no one else sees. See what everyone else chooses not to see. Out of fear, conformity, laziness. See the whole world anew each day. from a movie from 19, I think it's 98, Patch Adams. Robin Williams plays a uh, a, uh, aspiring doctor after spending some time as a mental institution patient and uh, and notices something about the difference between doctors that, that just be doctors and doctors that actually see problems, see solutions. And actually pay attention to patients. The uh, and I and I and I watch. I'm watching the news this weekend or this week, and I'm saying, you know what? This sounds like a scene from uh, from Patch Adams because what I see is that Trump and his team, uh, including Mike Pence and uh, and Dr. Fauci and the people that are looking, Steve Mnuchin, the people that are looking at this medical, looking at the coronavirus from a medical standpoint. The drug companies and the scientists are looking at looking at this thing from uh, this is a science this is a scientist thing we need a we need to have a uh, vaccine they need to come up with a vaccine or a uh, or something to to cure it from uh, from uh, okay this stuff is happening what are we going to do to cure it and what's going to be the effect of this on our economy and what's then what's going to be the effect on the people. How is this all going to – and looking at it from all different areas and finding solutions, and let's find solutions as opposed to what I see the Democrats are doing. Here's the problem, and here's who we, who, here's how, who we blame for it. And it's a whole different aspect of leadership that I see. And, in fact, and in fact uh, there was one other scene from, uh, from uh, uh, Patch Adams that I considered using, and I decided to use them both. What's wrong with death, sir? What are we so mortally afraid of? Why can't we treat death with a certain amount of humanity and dignity and decency and, God forbid, maybe even humor? Death is not the enemy, gentlemen. If we're going to fight a disease, let's fight one of the most terrible diseases of all, indifference. Now I've sat in your schools and heard people lecture on transference and professional distance. Transference is inevitable, sir. Every human being has an impact on another. Why don't we want that in a patient-doctor relationship? That's why I've listened to your teachings, and I believe they're wrong. 
A doctor's mission should be not just to prevent death, but also to improve the quality of life. That's why you treat a disease, you win, you lose. You treat a person, I guarantee you, you win. Yes, you win. And I see, then I see how the, how the relief uh, bill has been dealt with. And hey, these are the people that are affected. How do we solve those problems? How do we solve those problems? Let's focus in on, on what what we have to fix and when, as opposed to the Democrats tied up in, let's throw money at it. Let's make some speeches. Let's throw money at it. And then let's just do it again. And it's, 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 it's an example of why our country is so screwed up. And while we have a president who, who has big vision and can multitask and understands these these problems and he understands how, how to solve them and how to surround yourself with people that can, that know stuff that he doesn't know. And he listens, he knows that God put, put two ears on and one mouth on, on his, on their head and all of our heads. And it was, the intent was to use them in that, in that proportion. And, and I, and I just see, I see a lot of good things come out of Washington DC. And then I see the Democrats and it's just amazing to me. It's just amazing to me. That song I used was uh, Don't Fear the Reaper um, because I just think it worked. I just seem to, to work with what, what we're talking about today. And I'm going to talk about a lot of stuff that's supporting where my attitude is today. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in that in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, dear night, toll-free. Area code 855-640-2020. If you want to talk but you don't want to get voice-to-voice just yet, go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net, and uh, click on the Summit Funding logo. It's a little away from the opening screen. Just scroll down just a little bit. Click on the, on the, on the logo. It doesn't say click here. It just has a logo. Click on it. Take you to my lending page where you can put in as much information as you want me to have Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Brian Goodman, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, and we will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Uh, if there's any part of the show you want repeated, you can also be on edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. Hear this show as well, well as several past shows and some of the, some of the uh, specialty shows like the 9-11 one and the uh, Clinton casualties one. And you can uh, download download those and uh, listen to them on uh, your on your iPhone or your iWatch or your iPad or your iPod or your mini pad or your maxi pad, uh, your computer, anything you can listen to uh, podcasts on. You can also get them on get the podcasts on SoundCloud or iTunes, where you can actually subscribe and you can have it automatic. You can have it uh, automatically download once a week when we upload it on Friday Friday afternoons. It'll automatically download to your phone, so you can actually listen to it a little earlier if you wanted to. Uh, but for those that, the rest of you that don't do that kind of high tech stuff, listen on the radio. So uh, let's see. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events all week long. This week I didn't tweet very much. I didn't post very much on Facebook. Didn't post much of all because I'm so buried, uh, getting used to working remote uh, from my office. Uh, got a whole office set up, and everyone, everybody at our office is working remote. Uh, there's uh, two or three of us that, and there might be six of us that actually uh, have been going in a little bit. I went in uh, two days this week, one day for sure. I think it was, I think I went in two days, two days. I think I went Monday and I went Wednesday and I went in for half day and uh, we just kept our social dis- distance from each other. And uh, just, it's a, just having a little camaraderie, you know, within, within voice, uh, voice range just makes it a little, little, a uh, little more tolerable. So, uh, so, but, um, so that's just took up my time just trying to manage, manage from, uh, two screens and one phone, uh, texting and all that stuff. So I am recording remote, remote once again from my secret main event location in a, in a underground bunker somewhere in California. So anyway, uh, the problem with, the problem with this is if I get used to it and I, and I, and I get to where I like it. I can help. I could actually go on vacation and still do my show, which is going to be a bummer for Scott when he wants to come in and sit in for me. So, uh, but my wife doesn't want me doing this when we're on vacation anyway. So anyway, so let's get let's get to what's going on because we got a lot to talk about, lot to talk about, and uh, we only got an hour to do it. In. So 
let's talk about coronavirus, uh, the stimulus bill. When we left off last week, there was real progress towards a bipartisan coronavirus relief package with the congressional members of both sides of the aisle stating that they are working together and, uh, while, uh, well, while Nancy Pelosi was on vacation anyway. But then Nancy Pelosi arrived back home from back from California. Things quickly turned around toward downward. Democrats immediately turned their backs on the Senate bill and the House began the House began drafting their own 1400 page bill that included millions of dollars for things that have nothing to do with coronavirus, such as the National Endowment for the Arts, the Institute of Museum and Library Services, the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, uh, Bioservice, the Bioservice of Wildlife, hmm. and something called Supplemental da- uh, Dairy Margin Coverage. So, you know, National Endowment for the Arts, uh, I don't think uh, artists are being... Uh, uh, having any problems because of the coronavirus. The Institute of Museum and Library Services, they're all closed during the coronavirus, so I don't know what you need to invest a whole bunch of stuff in there. The Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts, uh, what are we investing in there to remodel it? Somebody owns that thing. Someone ought to pay for it. Um, I think about Steve Ballmer, who just uh, who just bought the forum this week for $400 million and. And I heard one story that he's just going to tear it down and make a new stadium for the Clippers because he doesn't want to share staples with the Lakers anymore. And uh, then I heard another story that he's going to leave the forum and build another one on top. I didn't realize the parking lot was that big that you could uh, you could uh, have both those buildings in there and still have parking. So, um, but you know what? I think maybe they should have a have a little endowment for uh, maybe fifty thousand dollars for me, so I give it to my wife to. Uh, do something on her house, which there's really nothing to do on her house. It's in pretty good shape, but I'm sure if she had $50,000 free from the government, I'm sure she could find some, some new windows she want that she would want, maybe paint a little different color. I don't know. Maybe we uh, change those uh, cabinets to a different color wood. I don't know. Something. She'll find something to spend in. If the money's there and it's free, you'll just waste it on something. Just my opinion. I could be wrong. In addition, the loans promised in the Senate bill to the airlines industry that would only be available to airlines agreeing to go carbon neutral for domestic flights by 2025, and airlines would be expected to sell their older, more polluting planes to the federal government and use the money to purchase more fuel-efficient models. If that sounds like the same old agenda as the Green New Deal, that is because it is. It also sounds like cash for conquers. Hey, we're going we're gonna to help boost the economy and solve the pollution problem by having people uh, uh, turn in their their uh, their old clunkers that pollute for $4,500. And in exchange, they, have to, they get $4,500 towards the purchase of a newer vehicle. Of course, in that time, we were going through a uh, economic crisis. And the one thing Obama didn't do was say, hey, but you have to buy an American car. So I don't know. That could be wrong. Uh, and yet Pelosi had... She put all that stuff in, and yet she had the nerve to make this comment. All of everything we're suggesting just relates to COVID-19. It's not about making law for the future. Uh, uh, She said making law for the future. So Monday morning, Mitch McConnell was furious. Are you kidding me? This is the moment to debate new regulations that have nothing whatsoever to do with this crisis? That's what they're up to over there. American people need to know it. Democrats won't let us fund hospitals or save small businesses unless they get to dust off the Green New Deal. Even with the Federal Reserve announcing even further extraordinary steps today, the markets are tanking once again, as I said, because this body can't get its act together. And the only reason it can't get its act together is right over here on the other side of the aisle. Yeah, uh, Mike Huckabee uh, was on s- some show I saw this week. His his comment his comments were along the lines of Trump and the and the whole team is trying to put out the fire, trying to save people. And meanwhile, the Pelosi and Schumer and the Democrats are sneaking in the back door and 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 uh, stealing and looting all the all the stuff from inside the store while we're trying to put out the uh, the fire and save save the people in it. Here are President Trump's thoughts. I canceled the deal last night. I said, I'm not going to sign that deal because Nancy Pelosi came in and put a lot of things in the deal that had nothing to do with the workers that had to do with an agenda that they've been trying to get passed for 10 years. And I came in, I told Mike, I told 
a lot of people. There's no way I'm signing that deal. All of a sudden, they start throwing all of the little uh, Green New Deal stuff in, right? Yes, then uh, Senate Republicans then removed the Green New Deal agenda from the bill and held a roll call vote on Monday afternoon. One by one, Democrats voted no on it. The Democrats voted no on it because they wanted all this extra pork in there. They wanted all these extra little things in there, including and one that that surprises me was Senator Amy Klobuchar, former presidential candidate, whose own husband is in the hospital suffering from a bleeding cough and dangerously low oxygen levels due to coronavirus. And she voted against this thing. So we can just delay the aid to people that are stricken with this virus and the people that are stricken financially by it. So it was back to the drawing board on Tuesday to draft a bipartisan bill where America gets the help it needs and the Democrats get more items from their wish list. Here's Lindsey Graham. Here's what I say. If we don't have a bill in the next 48 hours, Every member and every staff person up here should lose their pay and their benefits until we pass a bill. People are out of work. They need a paycheck. The doctors and nurses are under siege. They need medical supplies. Small business has been put out of business. Let's put them back in business. Enough already. Pass the damn bill. Yeah, I think uh, I think as just a uh, as as just a, a, uh, a demonstration of commitment. As a symbolic event, every member of the Senate and the House of Representatives should go without their go without their paycheck till this thing is solved. And it's not like they have any expenses because they bill all their expenses to the taxpayers. So I think they should all go without a paycheck. And watch how much faster things get settled. The bill was revised by Wednesday, but there were three Republican senators that said one of the Democratic changes, the part where people receiving unemployment benefits get an extra 600 a week for the first four months, needed to be fixed immediately or it would, incentiv- it would, it would incentivize people to not return to work. Two of them, Tim Scott from Florida and Lindsey Graham from uh, South Carolina, they spoke about it uh, to the reporters. We cannot encourage people to make more money in unemployment than they do in employment. On unemployment, you would be making $24.07 an hour in South Carolina. There are a lot of jobs in South Carolina that do not pay $24.07. This bill pays you more not to work than if you were working. We should also consider, we should also consider that this bill is going to uh, not only do that, but it's going to, it's also going to to consider we're going to pay people that don't work. They don't work now. So they're not losing anything, but we're going to give them money anyway. There's, there's, this thing is so, so concerned about passing it to give relief to people that need it, that it's just created a big old giant, uh, tub of tub of cash that everyone everyone that doesn't even need it is going to be going after it's kind of like the paper towel aisle and the toilet paper aisle at the uh at the uh, grocery stores now you know what uh i have enough toilet paper for the next month but i need to get everything i can get because what happens if they run out unbelievable unbelievable so by wednesday night the the revised bill was voted on with the inflated unemployment rate still intact with the inflated unemployment rate still intact. Um, and then Thursday morning, Nancy Pelosi held her weekly press conference, which coincidentally happened to be her 80th birthday. And, uh, you know, I've been saying, I've been saying this for years. At a certain point, you start losing it a little bit. You start not being as sharp as you can be. We'll talk about that when we talk about Joe Biden. But uh, here's here's just a little piece of, uh, of Nancy Pelosi's uh idiocy. Funding for testing, 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 very important. Uh, The next bill was about masks, 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 so that we can test, 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 testing, 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 mask, 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 ventilators, ventilators, ventilators. It is vital to life and death in many, many, many cases. Wash their hands, wash their hands, wash their hands regularly and hydrate, hydrate, hydrate all the time. Science, science, science. Yeah, it just sounds like uh, maybe she's just starting to get that little stutter in her voice. Maybe at 80 years old, you know, just starting to get a little bit of a stutter there, Nancy. Maybe you should uh, 
just mail in your press conference so uh, so your secretaries can can just uh, stop the they could redact the word two and three out of each one of those sentences. But anyway, I will say that the wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands. We kind of uh, made that one happen to go with the with the hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. But all the rest of them were exactly what she said. Unbelievable. She's an idiot. So uh, here's 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 what's in the final bill, which Senate approved and the House is voting on. Well, they just voted on it Friday morning when I'm uh, recording. They actually voted on it before we uh, went to record. And uh, and it passed unanimously, passed unanimously on a phone vote. So some uh, some senator from, uh, I don't know, some Republican from Oklahoma or somewhere uh, wanted to, who's actually a libertarian wanted to argue that we should make everybody fly in and do it, do it a, a, a live roll call. So this would put it off another little bit, but apparently they're doing a, they did a phone, a phone thing. So again, the, everybody's on the phone, everybody in favor, say, I, I, everybody, uh, everybody against. Yay. And you know, that and say, okay, the, 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 the eyes have it, the nays lost it. They don't have any idea what the thing is. And I say to myself in the world of technology, in the time of Skype, Zoom, Blue Jeans, FaceTime, all this other stuff, they couldn't make a live roll, roll call from remote. Maybe somebody should introduce to the Congress and Senate technology, technology, technology. I don't know, just my, just my observation. So here's what's in the final bill, which I won't be able to finish before the end of the first half, but I'll uh, go through it. Um, so this is what... Uh, um, so here's what, here's what was just passed Friday morning. The bill includes $150 billion in emergency grants for protective equipment, testing supplies for hospitals and health systems across the, the nation. The hospitals that treat coronavirus patients will also receive Medicare payments boost by 20% and hospitals can request accelerated payments for Medicare. Now, if you look at Obamacare, there's certain, certain doctors that they, they, uh, I know, a doctor who's a pain management doctor said that his uh, Medicare payments were reduced by 30% when, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden and, and, uh, and Obama got this, this great big thing to make sure everybody is covered, but they, uh, they cut the pay to the pay to the doctors by 30%, um, $250 billion for direct payments to Americans. Now that's 1200 for individual adults with incomes of up to 75,000 per year. 2400 for married couples filing jointly with incomes of up to $150,000 a year and $500 per child. The payment would scale down by income uh, phasing out entirely. Uh, so it, the payment would scale down after those limits, and it would phase out entirely after $99,000 for singles and $198,000 for couples without children, which also would include uh, people working under the table, and uh, and that still file taxes like, hey, I'm on unemployment for uh, for six months a year, and then I, I get my 1099, I file it, I don't have to owe anything, but now I'm going to get some more money because I don't work anyway. Or hey, I'm begging at the freeway off ramp, and I'm breaking in about two three hundred dollars a day, which equates to about eighty thousand tax free. And as long as I filed some kind of taxes with something, I get all that free money. So anyway. I go on. Two hundred fifty for un- two hundred fifty billion for unemployment insurance benefits, extending unemployment insurance by thirteen weeks for all workers receiving benefits. So does that mean if you're already on, you get thirteen more weeks, or if you apply now, you get the normal thirteen weeks plus another thirteen weeks, or you get thirteen or twenty six weeks plus the thirteen weeks? Uh, I don't know. As mentioned earlier, the part the part that some Republicans object to is an extra six hundred dollars per week in the first four months of receiving benefits. Well, in the first four weeks of receiving benefits, we might all be back to work in in four weeks, maybe. So for the first oh first four months, in first four months, you will be back. You will be back to work. So makes no sense to me because that's another fifth. That's another twenty six hundred dollars a month, which is equivalent to a fifteen dollar an hour job. Plus the normal benefits. Plus, employers are less than uh, 500 employees are being forced to pay their employees employees uh, uh, two thirds of their normal pay. Anyway, um, I'll continue this. I will continue this. I'm all out of time for part one of the main event. 
So stay, stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports. And uh, I'll be back with part two of the main event. Don't go away. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590, the answer. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance on the radio. But if you own a house or you want to own a house, you probably should be uh, patiently reaching out to me. 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Rates, the rates are not what you would think based on what you see the bond market doing and the stock market doing, but they will settle down. They will settle down and bait the, the underlying effect that's going on when you get rid of the coronavirus uh, insanity and all the all the relief packages and all that other stuff that's going on. As soon as everything starts to calm down and everybody goes, okay, I'm going to be okay. Um, things will get calm and cool and normal and the rates will be good. And that might be a week. That might be two weeks. It might be two months. But regardless, reach out to me. Uh, and reach out to me either by uh, either by going on my website at hoffman.net, clicking on the uh, Summit Funding logo, and uh, filling out the forms and say, "Here's what I want. Here's what I'm thinking about." Or uh, shoot me a uh, shoot me a, a call to eight five five six four zero twenty twenty, and uh, pr- and I'm hard to get in touch with right now, um, but I'm getting all your messages and I'm returning. I'm trying to do all my purchase money and then try to get two or three refinance projections out per day. So it's starting to calm down a little bit. I'm getting used to, I'm getting used to not happy with um, working uh, remote, but I'm, uh, I'm at least getting a, a little bit more calm on it. So, uh, so go ahead and edhoffman.net, click the summit funding logo or 855-640-2020 and uh, leave a message. And, uh, but you can get, you'll either get myself or one of my teammates on uh on that on that phone and we will uh, take your information and it just may not have answers in two hours might be a day or two but uh that's you're going to find the same kind of thing with every lender in the whole industry so anyway lots of good stuff and uh lot probably lots of opportunities if you're going to buy if you're looking to buy probably lots of opportunities other than in addition to the low rates which give you more buying power so anyway uh if you got questions 855-640-2020 or edhoffman.net click on the summit funding logo so anyway before the before the uh before the break we were talking about this two trillion dollar um relief bill that the house passed on friday morning for relief and we talked talked about some of the things that that it includes um we got down to uh um, the uh, some of the Republicans objecting to an extra six hundred dollars per week for the first four months of receiving benefits on unemployment. At the insistence of Democrats, the program was also broadened to include freelancers, furloughed employees, and gig workers. Uh, so freelancers shouldn't be out of work because they freelance. So they, you know, the freelance writers, freelance this, freelance that. They do stuff on their own at home, or they on remote, but they're not, not allowed, they're not around other people in an office, so it shouldn't affect their income. Um, Uber drivers are considered for, uh, freelancers or gig workers, um, and they're 1099, so uh, they're basically self-employed. I 
I could see, hey, you know what? Here's here's what I would say to do. Take care of those companies. Tell the companies to take care of their workers and say, if you're an Uber driver, you still get to drive if you want to. Maybe you're not supposed to, maybe you are, but you still get to do that. And here's what your average dollars have been as a Google Uber driver and make up the difference in addition, in exchange for getting money from the government to allow you to keep those people employed. That way, the people that are used to working are getting money and the, and the people that aren't getting money, we're not wasting cash on them. So imagine, imagine a family, you've got a husband and wife that work and they've got four adult kids that don't have jobs. They sit around and they smoke weed all day and watch Oprah or they watch whatever's on TV or they play video games all day long. Those four people are getting $1,200 each. Well, they didn't make any money before and their parents had the, had the, uh, had the task of taking care of them because they didn't make them, uh, they didn't, weren't stronger parents. And that's why they got lazy children at home smoking weed and playing video games. So anyway, uh, here's Chuck Schumer on that. And he seems to be pretty proud of the name he gave, he came up with for it. Now, the American people watching should know what is in this bill, which has undergone many revisions over the past 48 hours. Workers first. Millions of workers, through no fault of their own, are losing paychecks with no way to cover their daily expenses and monthly bills. Coming to their rescue is a program Democrats devised to boost unemployment insurance. We call it unemployment insurance on steroids. The agreement increases the maximum unemployment benefit by $600 per week and ensures that laid-off workers on average will receive their full pay for four months. These benefits will be much easier to access and will be expanded to include part-time, self-employed, freelancers, and gig economy workers. This proposal, unemployment insurance on steroids, will be the greatest expansion of unemployment benefits in decades. A social safety net wide enough to catch the millions of American workers who became unemployed virtually overnight. As I said, we're going to pass unemployment insurance on steroids. See what I say? They're they're not focused on the people. They're focused on the problem. Hey, the problem, some people are unemployed. But they don't see which people are, are, are being affected by it and which people aren't. And they're just going to put a blanket. This is what we're doing. Unemployment on steroids. It makes no sense, makes no business sense, makes no, you know, and all you got to do, all you got to do to be able to be smart enough to run a business is just not waste money. So, uh, you know, uh, the greatest investor of all time was considered a, a Warren Buffett, and he had two rules. Number one was don't lose money. And his second rule was don't forget rule number one. So Schumer is basically breaking both rules. Because he doesn't, he doesn't watch his money. Hey, don't lose money. Well, you just created a created a system that you're going to pay people to stay home. They're not even going to want to, not even going to want to go back to work. When they says, "Hey, we're open again. Come back to work. Hey, need another couple of months off to uh, recover." Because you know, I sprained my uh, my uh, my whatever finger uh, that I use on my uh, on my on my controller for my video games while I was out. Plus, I uh, burned myself lighting my lighting up my weed. So I don't know. So, uh, okay, in addition, $350 billion for small business loans. This is what the whole whole program should be, small business loans. Federally guaranteed loans from community banks to small businesses that pledge not to lay off their workers. Loans would be available during an emergency period ending June 30th. So they got three months to apply for these loans and forgiven if the employer continues to pay workers for the full duration of the crisis. So you don't even have to do that. You don't have to say, hey, we're going to forgive them. What you want to do is say, hey, we're going to give you this money, but you got to keep your employee, your employees paid. That way, the people that already have jobs that are hurt by this, actually, still get, that's where the aid is going. And the businesses, because you're lending them that money, they'll, they'll keep their businesses intact. Those people will be ready to come back. So they have businesses. So there's a, there's a uh, incentive for them. And when they come back, they're going to be probably more more uh, productive productive when than when they started, so they'll be able to pay those those uh, those loans back. And even if you make it easy, well, we loaned you four months worth of payroll, so we loaned you uh, uh, if that's twenty thousand. So we say it's a uh, 
It's uh, 25000 a month. We loaned you 100000 Well, I don't want to have that $100,000 worth of debt. We're going to make you pay it back over 10 years. So that's a, that's a 10000 a year. That's going to be a few hundred dollars a month. I think that's a small piece to pay, and I think and I think uh, business most business owners would be okay with that. You say, well, not all business owners can can uh, can afford that extra eight hundred dollars a month to make the payment. Well, the people that can't afford it, those are the ones that have four employees, and their uh, their payroll is not twenty five thousand dollars a month. It might be uh, ten thousand a month. It might be six thousand a month, and the payments would be smaller. And at least the government would get that money back at some point. And I and I hate and I'm and let me let me rephrase that. The government will get that money back. It's really not the government. It's us taxpayers. Um, since, since the left seems to think President Trump's the only one who cares about corporations, let's get all his thoughts on this uh, help for small businesses. It's the engine of our country, small business. This bill is absolutely aimed at the small business and the worker and the workers of those small businesses and the owners. The owners are going to need help. They're going to need some loans. They're going to need things. And we're going to be able to take care of them because we don't want those small businesses to go out of business. Yeah, Mark Cuban uh, of uh, the Dallas um, Dallas Mavericks fame and, uh, and uh, Shark Tank fame was out there on uh, several shows and online making his comments and trying not to be uh, trying not to be partisan because most of what he was saying was seeing the Democrats. So he's trying not to, he had to try to find something to blame on the Republicans too, but he was saying, Hey, you got to take care of the company. So the companies can pay their workers. Don't just give the money. You give the money straight to the workers. It's just gone. If you give it to the companies, they'll pay it back. If you just help them, help them uh, stay, stay alive and stay in business, they'll keep their employees. And those are the ones you need to be uh, concerned with. You don't need to be concerned with, you know, a husband, Husband goes out, he, he works so his wife doesn't have to. Now they're going to pay him and his wife and his kids. I don't really think that's necessary. So anyway, the next thing is $500 billion in loans for distressed companies. This would come from a $425 billion fund controlled by the Federal Reserve. The additional $75 billion would be available for industry-specific loans to airline companies, airline companies, hotels, etc., that are really specifically getting hit by this uh coronavirus because I don't I don't know if the flights are flying at all but I'm sure they're half empty because people don't want to be locked in a big tube with everybody else breathing on this is one of the stock the sticking points of the negotiations as Democrats were concerned that this would benefit rich corporations at the expense of American workers that work for rich corporations like the 2008 Wall Street bailout because of this because of this the final bill requires immediate disclosure of the loan recipients and stronger oversight like an inspector general and congressionally appointed board to monitor it. Also, the companies that benefit cannot engage in stock buybacks until one year after they stop receiving government assistance. Since Democrats seem to forget that big companies are employers, employers, employers that give workers jobs, jobs, jobs. Here's President Trump with a, a reminder. Companies are nothing other than they are an employer of thousands and thousands of people and they pay them very well. We want to protect our workers. I want to protect our workers. Workers first. Mm-hmm. But you have to protect companies like Boeing. They had a real bad year, let's face it, with the problems. And they were in trouble before this. And then all of a sudden this happened. We can't lose a Boeing. And we can't lose some of these companies. And companies, frankly, Bill, that were solid as like AAA companies, because of what's happened over the last couple of weeks they go from AAA to being like they could use a hand. Tough time. We can't. Right. Yeah. We can't lose those companies. Yep, Democrats also secure, secured uh, a provision entering that Trump family businesses or businesses belonging to any senior government official cannot receive loan money through the through the fund. That's because that's what's really important. And consider this. Consider this. Does that mean uh, I think Pelosi's husband is in real estate, and I think Feinstein's husband has something to do with uh, uh, the Starkist company up in San Francisco? And uh, all these all these companies, John Kerry's uh, wife is uh, the heir to the Heinz company that makes ketchup. Um, so none of their employees get to get any of this. Let's just talk about Trump. Trump has uh, the Trump organization consists of over 500 businesses, like 537 businesses uh, that employs 22,450 people that are being discriminated against. Sorry, you're exempt from this because you have a legitimate job 
working for legitimate corporations. You pay your taxes for all this stuff. But because the Democrats hate Trump so much and they know he has corporations that will benefit from this, um, he's excluded. That's the biggest pile of BS I've heard. Uh, billions more and other provisions, some related to coronavirus, some don't. $25 billion for food stamps and other food assistance programs. Okay, $9.5 billion to the Department of Agriculture to support farmers. I'm okay with that. $10.5 billion for the Department of Defense to deploy National Guard and to create medical supplies. <clears throat> that should have been uh, made separate. It sounded like the National Guard was creating some medical supplies. $5 billion for community development block grant programs, which are basically uh, for, uh, for states, counties, and cities impacted by the virus. Well, the community development block grants are mostly to, uh, I don't know, uh, take uh, dilapidated old houses and uh, let some nonprofit, uh, nonprofit organization uh, owned by a contractor's wife uh, buy the houses for uh, pennies on the dollar, then let the, con the, the nonprofit uh, lady, let her husband uh, give prevailing wages to fix up the house and then resell it to low-income uh, low buyers for no, uh, with no profit, except for the contractor made his profit. So, uh, I don't know, that's just a way to, to uh, extort money out of this. $45 billion for FEMA Disaster Relief Fund, $4.3 billion for the Centers of Disease Control, $400 million in, in election help for states to increase voting by mail, expand early voting, and to boost registering to vote online, which basically says... Uh, chances to increase voter fraud. We're going to get $400 million to help increase voter fraud. $45 billion in disaster fund relief. And here's my thought on, on the voter thing. Hey, we've got, we've got till November to vote. Everybody knows Trump is, is our nominee, and everybody knows Biden's going to be the Democrats' nominee. Hey, no more primaries. No more primaries. Let, uh, let Bernie Sanders go back and do his job as a senator. He's not going to win. And uh, then let's get everybody ready to campaign on TV. And then when we're all back to work, everything will go back to normal and we can just vote regular. In person, um, $45 billion, let's see where did I leave off, uh, $45 billion in disaster relief fund for state and local governments, $31 billion to help schools and colleges open and operating, open and operating online. Hopefully that takes off and it, and it continues online so we can get rid of all the high cost of university. Uh, $3 billion for HUD-assisted housing tenants to avoid eviction. $3 billion. I had a couple of, uh, actually had three Section 8 renters myself, and when I, where I'd be collecting like $1,425 rent, and uh, the government gives me like $1,325 of it, and the renter pays 100 bucks. So you got to be, uh, pretty, you gotta, you got to have a whole lot of those to use up $3 billion. So anyway, because they're, they're all little people, and especially you go into Oklahoma, Section 8 is like $350 for rent, and the, and the, and the actual tenant pays like 25 bucks for it. So all that's connected to the coronavirus. Here's what definitely isn't. The $350 million for the migration and refugee assistance. $350 million to help people migrate and pick up refugees while we have a big... Uh, a big uh, travel ban seems a uh, seems like a waste of money for that, but that was Elon Omar's suggestion for uh, for Nancy Pelosi to put that in. She's so concerned with people getting the coronavirus. Seventy five million for the National Endowment for the Arts. Seventy five million for the National Endowment for the Humanities. Fifty million for the Institute of Museum and Library Services. All waste of money. And yes, twenty five million dollars to help remodel the Kennedy Center. So uh, I don't know. This is this is a lot of. A lot of BS and a lot of waste of money. Let's get on. Uh, this week, Biden is not helping himself. Uh, Joe Biden uh, isn't doing himself or America any favors this week as President Trump is figuring out how to reopen the economy and saying things like this. Our country is not supposed to be, you know, it's not, it's not built to shut down. Our people are full of vim and vigor and energy. They don't want to be locked into a, a house or an apartment or some space. They, it's not... For our country, we're not we're not built that way. You can destroy a country this way by closing it down. Yes, and uh, while while Trump is making comments like that, Biden is going on the View and saying things like this. 
This is Sarah Haynes. In Hot Topics, we yes, talked sir. about Trump saying the government would reassess the recommended period for keeping businesses shut and people at home. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. What? Play that again. This is Sarah Haynes. In Hot Topics, we yes, talked sir. about Trump saying the government would reassess the recommended period for keeping businesses shut and people at home. Are you at all concerned, as Trump said, that we cannot let the cure be worse than the problem itself? We have to take care of the cure. That will make the problem worse no matter what. Can you imagine somebody asking that same question on the stage, mano y mano, Biden and Trump on stage, and they say, uh, they say, uh, Trump, would you like to comment on that? And Trump goes, what did he just say? Amazing. And uh, while the and while the media is occupying itself with fake fake feuds between uh, the president and Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden is setting a bad example for all America by coughing into his hand on CNN. Um, given the corona, I have not though. I yeah, I have not talked to any individual. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you're supposed to cough into your elbow. I don't know, sir. That's, I learned that actually covering your White House. That's, that you no, did, actually, actually, that's true. But fortunately, I'm alone in my home. But that's okay. All right. I, I agree. You're right. You should just it's, just it's kind of old school to do it with your hand. Do it into the elbow. You're supposed to do it. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that guy probably got fired from uh, probably the DNC called CNN and said, fire that guy. He embarrassed the president. Worst of all, he decided to make his own Green New Deal and blabbering nonsense about it as if it's uh, connected to coronavirus. We're going to have an opportunity, I believe, in the next round here to use the my uh, green economy, my my green deal, or uh, to be able to generate both economic growth and consistent with the kind of infusion of monies we need into the system to keep it going. One of the ways to make sure these jobs are available that may get lost or hurt in the meantime is to provide the kind of jobs that are prevailing wages where people are making $45, $50 an hour plus benefits by building new infrastructure. We're going to need new infrastructure going down the road here. And it's a way to generate economic growth. That's going to be, I think, the next round we have to be looking at. What? Okay, now listen carefully. I'm going to play that one more time. Listen carefully so you can try to figure out what he says, and then I'll give you my interpretation. We're going to have an opportunity, I believe, in the next round here to use the my uh, green economy, my, my green deal, or to be able to generate both economic growth and consistent with the kind of infusion of monies we need into the system to keep it going. One of the ways to make sure these jobs are available that may get lost or hurt in the meantime is to provide the kind of jobs that are prevailing wages where people are making $45, $50 an hour plus benefits by building new infrastructure. We're going to need new infrastructure going down the road here. And it's a way to generate economic growth. That's going to be, I think, the next round we have to be looking at. Yeah, my my interpretation is that, and there's two things here. Number one, uh, reg, the, all these uh, infrastructure projects that he wants money for, he, what he's saying is on the next round of relief. So they had one round, and then this was the second round that got passed on Friday for the $2 trillion. But he's figuring there's going to be another round. And since they put in stuff for the National Endowment of the Arts and all these other little things that have nothing to do with, with uh, coronavirus, the next time we're going to put in some money to, to uh, get some cash for his new green deal so we can start doing some infrastructure projects and other things that create green jobs like solar and wind and all that stuff. And uh, so we can... Uh, fix our infrastructure, which wasn't that what they did with the stimulus from the meltdown in 2008? Didn't they get like, uh, uh, you know, a, a couple of trillion dollars for that and for shovel ready jobs and we're going to fix streets and roads and bridges? I, I don't know. I see more potholes than ever. I'm going through tires and wheels on my uh, on my cars uh, because you can't drive down the road without hitting potholes, whether you're on the freeway or the street or anywhere. 
and uh, the bridges. I know there's a road between uh, 29 Palms and uh, and Amboy, and into uh, and then if you're heading towards the Colorado River, it's got like these uh, 12 feet long bridges that uh, are about five feet over the ground, so they leave room for flash flood water to go through. And it's taken the whole road's been shut down for about six years. And I think if we had private private uh, industry do that, it would have been done in six months. And uh, so I don't know, this infrastructure thing, the government getting involved, I just don't see it happening. Anyway, I had a whole other page of stuff to talk to you about. I had a whole other page of stuff to talk to you about, but I'm going to put that off till next week. I talked about the stuff that was most pertinent, most pertinent this week, and to help you guys get a clean feel of what's going on. Anyway, you guys go out there, be calm, be cool. Go to your online churches this weekend so you can keep a little uh, a little calm about what you ha- have control of and, more importantly, what you don't have control of over. And uh, be nice to each other and be uh, be nice. Take some time to, to call someone and say something nice and help somebody that you can help without having to have social uh, contact with them. My name is Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening to the main event, and I will be back again with you next week. Opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1026588, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, Branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity. Hi everyone, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that is accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. AM 590, the answer.